Welcome, everyone, to JSA TV Live, the live streaming newsroom for telecom and data center professionals. I'm Jamie Skydukataya, CEO and founder of JSA. And joining me today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Sean Blair, president of Mutare. Sean, welcome to JSA TV Live. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jamie. It's really a pleasure to be here. Uh, we are honored. We are honored for your time. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Tell Sounds us great. a little bit first uh, about Mutare. So Mutare is, we'll start with the actual word itself. It's uh, derived from Latin and it means to change, uh, mm-hmm. to adapt, to mutate. And we are, we consider ourselves a 33-year-old startup software company. Uh, still have a great entrepreneurial uh, feel to it. And yet we've been around for going on our fourth decade. Uh, our founder, Tracy Powell, and our longtime president, Ben Crown, are still active, uh, actively involved in the business. And one of the unique things and exciting things about Matari is we're actually owners of the company as well. We have an ESOP program, and uh, that ensures our long-term viability, and it really gives every employee a, a sense of ownership and adds that kind of uh, extra focus and, and commitment. We're a unified communication software company. We've done a lot with voicemail, speech-to-text, uh, texting platforms, things of that nature. But we're always constantly evolving and uh, in order to just serve our customers. It's a continually changing landscape or a mutating world. And <laughs> mutating. Um, you know this really leads to some of what we're going to talk today because now we find our, our latest solution and focus is on securing the voice channel from recent attacks and vulnerabilities. Yeah, I love that. And I love Mutare to change um, your your vision, your mission for the company. Uh, notably, Mutare's voice traffic filter, I hear, mm-hmm. helps companies really uh, protect their voice networks from a rapidly rising threat. And boy, do we know this one. Uh, it's called vishing, not phishing with an F, but vishing with a V. Can you tell us what is vishing and how big is this problem? Yeah, or even let's take a step back. Uh, phishing with a PH is the, a common, PH. the, the yeah. common exposure for email, uh, spam sure. and things of that nature. There's also smishing, which is derived around texting from the SMS. But you're right. This is voice phishing or vishing. And, um, you know, let's take the early days of email. People just loved the new platform and you really didn't have a need to filter or protect it. But the more that the platform was used, the more it invited the bad actors to come in and find ways to exploit it. And now you couldn't even operate an enterprise without some type of secure filtering and protection of your email. Well, what we're approaching is the vulnerability that exists around the voice channel, and that is the vishing. And you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't have an email system, as I mentioned, without protection. We're finding a lot of people are vulnerable to vishing attacks. And you say, you know, uh, folks are vulnerable. What type of companies in particular uh, and which specific industries are being impacted the most by vishing with a V? Yeah, I think um, really anybody can be vulnerable. But right now, it's the people who have to answer the phone. Uh, There are some early versions of protection that are really just about blocking the call. But there are a lot of uh, businesses and industries that don't have that luxury. Hospitals are a great example. I mean, uh, God forbid they blocked an emergency call that really was legitimate. So they must answer the phone. Nurses stations must answer the phones, the patients' rooms. So you have to be able to protect those. We're seeing interest as well in the higher education. 
where you have all the new students that come on and there's the interaction with administration and interaction with, um, uh, you know, donors, alumni, the, the teachers. Uh, I'd say contact centers, people that operate big calling centers, they have to have those calls come in. We're also seeing a lot of interest with law firms. I give a lot of credit to law firms. They always seem to be at the bleeding edge of technology uh, and they have to answer their phone. And then financial institutions, and that can range from the traditional banks to even cryptocurrency. In fact, I just recently read this month that the cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase actually successfully fended off a vishing attack, Um, but their security team was on it. But still, the bad actors got into their phones. They were got into the phone system pretending to be the internal IT staff to try to trick an employee out of their login credentials. So that's an example of a vishing attack. And these are the industries where we're really seeing a lot of interest. They tend to be at the forefront of protecting themselves because they have to answer the phone. That's an incredible example. Many examples, but particularly the last one, so timely. So tell me now, what what makes Mutari's voice traffic filter unique? Well, one of the things is uh, this is a constantly evolving world, right? So you can't just put a solution out, uh, build a wall, if you will, and expect it to fend off everything. So it's all about the flexibilities and, and kind of the rules that we put into it. And we generally take a, you know, a do no harm approach. Uh, and yet we're trying to, it's ironic because we're trying to prevent people from harming the enterprise. And what this means is you don't just block a call, but you really stop it at the network's edge. And voice, so much of voice is coming through the network traffic, unlike the old you know, phone line days. So you have to approach the problem dynamically. And what we've done in, in its simplest form, think of voice traffic filter as a firewall for the voice. And we have multiple layers of protection, including a proprietary dynamic database that does quick lookups. We have a voice captcha for anybody that's been on the internet and you get a challenge to pick the the, uh, pictures of a boat or pictures of a car. That's actually behind the scenes a a captcha that is proving that you're not a robo uh, person. So on a phone call, you want to challenge that call if you think it's a robo call. And then we have something called threat radar, which tries to monitor the traffic that's coming on. All of these are tools designed to handle the traffic. It's not an infrastructure play. It's not a piece of equipment that you have to rip rip in or rip out. This is actually a tool that monitors the traffic, and it's designed to allow each customer in each industry to take the approach that they want based on what's happening with the call. So it's all about flexibility and building a solution that will be ongoing because the bad characters are very, very smart. They're tenacious and they learn like crazy. So you have to build it dynamically. Yeah, I love that. You have to be flexible to, to catch those bad guys out there who you know, can move on a dime. Um, so as president of Mutare, um, Sean, what have you learned about vishing that has shocked you the most? Do I have to choose just one? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think the the first part is we talk to a lot of really, really smart people in security. You know, coming from unified communications, we have a a certain set of expertise. And a lot of that is about putting a solution in and the solution can run for years without a problem. In the world of security, they have their head on a swivel. In fact, Mm -hmm. if a security person is feeling confident, that's probably the time they should be most worried. 
So for me, um, knowing that skill set, just how unprepared customers are and enterprises for voice defense. Um, in a sense, they've built this huge cyber defense fortress and they've got an unlocked back door. And that's yeah. the voice sector. Uh, the other thing I've noticed is the voice hacks, they've always traditionally been viewed as being carried out by individuals. And in fact, I believe it was Uber and one other large company. Actually, it was a, a teenager that had gotten into the network. But the more important threat is coming from just organizations. And what these bad actors are doing is they're collecting data on all of us. And then they take that data and they have a very socially engineered attack. They're making themselves look very convincing. And at the end of the day, it's the employees, it's human interaction that tends to trigger the hack itself. They just need to get in and get you to click on something or get you to um, not realize that you've added malware and they're actually tracking your keystrokes. And these, these companies are very well organized. They have their own company themselves and training departments and recruiting, but a majority of them are actually located in countries that don't have an extradition law with the U.S., and that makes it so much harder because they're almost untouchable and they know this. And that's that's what creates this relentlessness and how bold they are. Um, another one that I just read about today was that the U.S. Marshal's office was actually compromised in ransomware. Now, I don't know if that was a vishing attack, but you talk about bold I and mean, that's what they're doing. And companies are just back on their heels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the stuff that's in headlines today. Um, and like one of our viewers just uh, uh, texted us here, it won't happen to me until it does. It's uh, right. very, very true. Very true. Yeah. How many uh, times have you, you listened to a news program and the, the first thing out of their words, I never thought it would happen to me. But, so, you know, we find ourselves <laughs> um, the early adopters of these technologies that I described before, they really do understand it and they're looking for a solution there's like any kind of, of protection software or cyber defense, it takes some iterations. And we know that we're kind of at the early stage of it, but our job is to try to get our customers protected before it becomes a threat to them. And you mentioned um, voice defense, which I, I loved. Uh, what overall trends are you seeing in voice network security or voice defense, if you will, uh, that you're seeing today that, you know, we should keep an eye out for in 2023. You already gave a few great examples, but um, are there any overall trends that we should be aware of? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. We, we tend to do a lot of research on this. Um, there are areas of research that we pull together. We also do our own annual survey where we go out and talk to customers, usually at security conferences to derive some information. Some of the stats are, are pretty scary. Um, right now, based on our intelligence and, and research, almost 9% of all inbound traffic on average is what we call unwanted. Now, that may be just robocalls or political calls, but it also could be something very more vishing uh, and nefarious in nature. But mm -hmm. you think about if you're getting a million or two million calls into your contact center every month, that's a lot. And then some of the early data tells us that almost 40% of all vishing attacks are actually successful. And for a successful attack, it doesn't mean it brings down your entire network. It just means somebody has gotten in and gotten some data. And they're going to use that data and roll it forward to go for an even bigger attack. 
Um, if you get credentials of an entry-level employee, your target may be the CFO, right, to get to where the money is or get to where the, the IP is. And so those are, um, those are very real stats. We also have seen year over year uh, about a 550% increase in vishing attacks. And so that's telling us that this is a channel that the bad actors are actually seeing some success in. I think also the trend that we're seeing is, you know, hybrid work post-COVID is here to stay. I know there's initiatives to try to bring employees back in, but the reality is that's made the endpoints of an enterprise go out exponentially. And you're seeing companies LastPass, which is a password protection company, they've had a, a, a hack and a breach. Uber, Robinhood, Twilio. Recently, I've seen local school districts that had their network compromised and had to take down everything, including their phone systems, which are tied to the network. And there's no school, which I'm sure for kids is, is a great thing, but uh, it creates an administrative nightmare. And you're talking about local school districts. You know, How can we help them get better prepared? Uh, two other trends that we see are probably the one big trend is the contact centers, as I mentioned. You know, these are basic call centers, very sophisticated. They bring in large volumes of calls. They're trying to address their customers. A lot of them are going what's called CCAS into the cloud, and they rely on metrics and data and KPIs. But there's so much traffic, unwanted traffic that's coming in there that it's really just uh, wrecking havoc with their actual stats. And then of course, you've got the security aspect of the contact center. So those are a list of about four or five trends that pop into my head. Incredible, incredible and scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the There's data data speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah. So can you share with us any information about, you know, looking at uh, 2023 or crystal ball, any new projects or exciting updates on the horizon for Motari this year? Yeah. Um, and, Maybe a little bit of, of back history real quick. Matari, we have a tremendous blue chip, blue chip customer base, but it's almost like Intel in the early 90s. Nobody really knew they had that particular product until they started the Intel Inside campaign. Hmm. Most people don't realize that they are probably using some type of a Matari product already in their industry or in their, in their company. So for us, we've always relied on working through integrations and partnerships. And so with Voice Traffic Filter, one of our big focuses is to roll out the integrations within those CCAS and what's also known as UCAS systems. That's where a lot of things are going to the cloud. So we're working with those vendors to pre, you know, basically present our product suite. And so we may end up having customers that don't even know that they're using us once again. And that's a role that we're actually comfortable with. As long as our, product, our products are being used and benefited, we don't really care how we get through there. So that integration is important. We're also rolling out a mobile app, which will help with all those numerous endpoints I mentioned in the hybrid work world. Think of, think of a healthcare environment, all the nurses and doctors, they all have phones. Those are all vulnerable endpoints. Yeah. And because of that, we want to try to pr uh, put that protection out there so that the phone doesn't even ring if it shouldn't. And we all get the potential spam. I look down at my phone, my personal phone, and it says potential spam. It's like, really? Why did it have to ring if you know it's spam? If, if they really need me, they'll leave a voicemail. So it's, it's things like that. That's the mobile app we're rolling out. We're also adding international number filtering. 
Um, obviously, just like other email systems and things, you have to be able to conform to international standards. So we're adding that to our dynamic database. And I guess the last thing we'd be working on is whatever new methodology the bad actors come up with. They're just as innovative, if not more, than, uh, than the companies they're going after. So we have to stay nimble and alert. We find ourselves having our head on the swivel, just like our security customers do. Well, I know I'm sleeping better at night knowing you are out there and Mutari is is uh, is on the job. So before we go, can you please tell our viewers where they can go to learn more about Mutari's voice traffic filter? Yeah, well, you'd expect me to add the cliche of go to our website. But in this particular case, we really do want people to educate themselves on hmm. what vishing is and what's happening. So if they, if they go come to our website, you'll obviously go to the voice traffic filter landing page. I think you'll find a lot of resources in there that may help you understand how we view the problem. Take a look at our annual survey, uh, the one we did from last year. We've got a new one uh, coming up. We're actually going to go out to a couple conferences and derive that data again. People in the field that are actually out there you know, talking about where they think things are headed. Uh, we'll obviously post that out on there. Um, you know, one of the things that we found interesting was uh, quoted from the Federal Trade Commission. They actually estimated in 2020 that the loss of fraud through the voice channel was $3.3 billion. I'd be willing to bet, and I haven't seen the latest data from them because it usually lags, that that number is going to grow exponentially. Uh, for other, other people out there, enterprises, uh, if you're going to be at the RSA show, very, very big security show in uh, San Francisco next month, we will be exhibiting there. Uh, we're also at Cisco Live, which is back in, back in person. It's just nice to have those conferences back. But that's in Las Vegas. And one of the unique things is we've been invited into both the Collaboration Village, which is where we usually exist, but the security team has invited us into their village. So we're actually going to be in two spots within the Cisco Live. Uh, we're back in Vegas two weeks later at the Contact Center Week for any of your folks that might be of contact center nature and are interested. And I think the last thing I would say is um, we offer a free voice traffic, we call it assessment, a VTA, where we can take your call data from, let's say, the last six months, and we run it through the program and actually produce a report that shows you what the traffic would have looked like. And it's quite eye-opening. We've had customers that have had anywhere as like 3% unwanted traffic to I think our current record is we had a very large foundation that had 82% of their inbound traffic was unwanted, either nefarious in nature or just the robocall stuff. So we're actually able to offer something to the customer with their data that shows exactly what's happening underneath their nose. Because look, at the end of the day, everybody always talks about employees are the most valuable resource that a company has. But in this case, they're also the weakest link in the cyber defense chain. And training just isn't enough. You really do have to look at solutions, just like that email spam filter I talked about that be has become the standard. You really need to start eliminating that unwanted voice traffic in a manner that you, the organization, wants, not a kind of static solution. Well, well said, well said. And to echo our chat board here, uh, another LinkedIn uh, viewer chiming in. Great insights, Sean. Really appreciate your time and energy and passion 
and protection. Uh, thank you again so much for your time and and what an incredible lineup of conferences. It's absolutely going to be a successful 2023 for you. I, I can feel it. Um, and thank you viewers for tuning in here on to JSA TV Live. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter always, of course. And you guys stay safe. Happy networking. Thanks, Jamie.